Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello, Rush Nation, and welcome back to this week's flagship show. I'm going to be your host, Dad, as always, at the minute, and uh, you'll be pleased to see, as I am, we are joined again by Murph. He's back on his feet and hopefully feeling better. How are you doing, Murph? Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, gutted to miss last week. You did a phenomenal job of everyone. It was great to see all the work and that everyone's doing, and uh, it was awesome, it was a real right? celebration. It's a phenomenal get a proper pod, insight so. into everybody and what they're doing, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was an amazing pod. So, uh, yeah, great work on that, and. Uh, yeah, you really ran with it because I left you in a, a bit of a late hole. Um, so apologies, I've you know very rarely ever miss a pod due to due to illness or sickness, but I just did not have the energy last last Monday. All the voice, I coughed so much, my my nice. uh, voice was really not in a a state to do a pod. But uh, we can't feel a lot better. I wouldn't say I'm 100, but I'm definitely a lot a lot closer. And uh, I'm excited for tonight. We we did have an amazing guest, a good friend of mine um coming on but unfortunately he has tested positive for covid um yep. so not feeling 100 percent. so stuck a pin in that one yeah but that's okay um we are going to do something interesting tonight which is to um get our first look at uh at, at mock draft and um and and see what 2022 redraft looks like and i think it's a really fun exercise to do before the draft because you don't know 
the rookies where they're going to mm-hmm. play next season. So a bit of it is faith. But it's just get interesting because we've had free agency now. So you've had a lot of player movement, more than probably any other free agency period I can remember, like significant. Yeah, recently movement, is, yeah. Uh, especially in the skill position. So yeah. I think it's interesting now to kind of just take stock and redraft players tend to take their guidance from analysts, from uh, guides and things like that. No one's really talking about redraft because it doesn't really wake up until June. Yeah. So yeah. this is, you know, we've got some cool friends on just to Not get an idea yeah. of where, where players are going. Um, because, you know, everyone's in dynasty mode right now and everyone's thinking about rookies yeah. and everyone's thinking about this. So I, there's no doubt in my mind we're going to see rookies go higher than maybe they should in this draft. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think it's going to be a very, very fun uh, draft. So I'm looking forward to this. We've got some cool friends who will mention them as we go through. And it's it's going to be very, very quick. So why don't you uh, – I'm just going to share my screen. Yeah, so to summarize what we're doing, we've got a 12-team, one QB redraft mock, I guess. Um, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end and two flex spots. We've also got a kicker and defense in there just as that's how most leagues are set up and run currently. Um, but we wanted to go for single QB. It's still the core of most redrafts at, at this stage, although Superflex is becoming increasingly popular. 16 rounds. And uh, we're just going to have a look through, see what it follows. Murph says, I think some of the rookies will be drafted earlier than perhaps they should or expected. Um, I'm also interested to see how people like Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill following their big moves, quite where they sort of fit into this now. Um, both undoubtedly almost first-round picks last year and and see yeah. how that's affected, especially in a 1QB, they would have been, without doubt. Absolutely. Um, so I completely agree with you. So we've got some uh, – you're in here. We haven't randomised the audio. I'm just literally about to do that. We've got um, some friends across the US. We've got some friends in, in Five Yard Family. Um, shout out to Joe Pepe and, and uh, Kevin Tompkins and – uh, JB, who uh, are good friends of mine, um, Luke, Paul, Adam from the Five Yard staff are here. Yeah. Um, a couple of players that I uh, play with as well um, in different leagues. Um, so we've got some fun, fun. This is a fun group. I'm looking forward to this. I'm just going to randomize literally the order now. Um, I still kept the 101, which is bizarre. That's handy for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's handy for the draft. At least we're not that close. We're a few picks together. So yeah. just a reminder, this is a 10-second uh, pick. I'm going to pick on my phone as opposed to uh, uh, the laptop. So I am going to look down at my screen. So I have an iPad um, next to me, so we're fine. <laughs> so I'm literally going to hit start on this now, and we're 10 seconds. Uh, first pick is, is pretty uh, – I think this is going to be the chalky 101. Uh, which is Jonathan Taylor, which uh, I know some people can't wait to slam me on, uh, given I said I didn't think he was worth a first-round pick last year. Um, so here we're going to see some players go off the season. Justin Jefferson at two, Christian McCaffrey at three. You've got Derek Henry at four. I have. I thought McCaffrey might have just dropped into there, but um, yeah. yeah. Mine to be. Again, this is this is redraft, so this is going to be changing the the facets a little bit. Um, Eckler. So I've been doing a couple of these sort of mocks. I tend to take Eckler at four. I think mm-hmm. he's well worth a top four pick over um, Darwin Cook. 
Uh, over Dalvin Cook. Yep. Uh, yeah. The injury concerns, um, plus, especially in PPR, we know that Eckler's role is pretty safe. Um, so I, I think for me that makes sense. Cooper Cup. So, again, the player you're looking at fourth, fifth round last year. He's going middle of the first. Uh, Najee Harris doesn't surprise too many people. Okay. So that was Norto pick, and that was Tyreek Hill going um, at the, it would have been the eight or the nine. Uh, no, would have been is. the nine spot. I yeah. don't think he would really go there. I'd, I'd have him probably as a second. Not round. since the move. If he was in the no. Chiefs, I think that's fair. Um, I'm going to take that. Would you surprised at Jefferson going at the second? Yeah, I uh, I guess that that's someone who's probably not a heavy uh, running back fan. Um, mm-hmm. So let's take our logo off there. Um, so that's probably. Adams and Kelsey. There we go. Mm. Kelsey, I think there is a good spot. I think you know, I, I think getting him in the back end of the first with where things are now, I think that's quite. I think it's a great steal to get him at the two-one, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Chase at two-two. I think Mark. that's yeah. I mean, I, I expect some touchdown re- regression coming from his way, but that kind of makes sense. I probably have gone digs over Chase, but. Um, that's a great pick, by the way. Javante Williams, sort of mid second, I think is is really good value. Um, I think even though Gil Williams a, not elsewhere yet, yeah, I I think he's the sole back there. I'd be pretty good with him. Kamara is a great fall there, by the way, to two two oh eight two. Yeah, I think that's a steal. You've got Debo, okay. I have. I didn't like Elliot there. Okay. I'm hoping the next running back makes it back to me that I've got my arm. So I thought I'd pick a premium wide receiver at that slot. No, there you go. There goes my there goes my PPR running back. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Jones. The way the Packers are set right now, he he <laughs> should get most of that receiving work. Good. Tompkins has gone in the chat. Chase is never lasting to there. I don't know. I think he might do because I, I, I do think there's some baked in touchdown regression coming his way. But um, so here's a question coming up. Do you think we're going to see a QB come off the board in this round? No. Okay. I think you might Late. see Allen go. I think you might see Allen go before the, the end of the round. Maybe. Yeah. So who have we got come off the board? Deontay Johnson, that's a... He didn't surprise me. Wide receiver two at three. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Josh Allen has gone. Three nine. Yeah. Three seven. I, I expected... That's about where I expect Allen to go in drafts this year. Somewhere uh, Mahomes three, just four, on this next turn coming, maybe? Yeah, maybe around later, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, see, that's Mike late Evans. for Mike Evans. I think that's great value there. Before Godwin as well, which I'm surprised. No, I, I don't think that's a surprise, not especially coming off the injury. I think that's uh, that's probably right. Fournette is a steal at three ten, yeah. uh, three twelve. I don't think you're getting Fournette there. Yeah. Um, He's picked up two decent backs in Fournette and Montgomery. Yeah, he'd be happy Kelsey with that. Uh, so yeah. there you go. There's there's Mahomes at four two. Kyle Pitts. That's early for me for Kyle Pitts. Oh, Michael Thomas. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, Michael Thomas coming back to me. Yeah, not to be. So who have we got? James Connor there at four five. I think is decent value. Jalen Waddle. That's see. I think he's a really interesting pick now. 
uh, here to see what he's going to be doing. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if his price falls even lower than that. Um, Judy, solid pick. Um, uh, Judy fan, not going to lie. Yeah. Hasn't quite delivered enough for me as of yet. So you've gone DJ Moore. Metcalf comes off the board here. Um, so Travis Etienne's come off the board. I am going to take Godwin here. I think he's fine. Value. I was tempted with my DJ Moore pick, but I just say come off the injury. Probably going to take Damian Harris here. Nice pick. I just don't like. I don't want part of Jacobs to be honest. And Clive Tillaire. Yeah, I didn't think there was. And I don't want. Sure. I don't really want Eliza Mitchell on any of my teams this year. If I'm, if I'm truly honest with myself, you got Michael Pitt. I love that pick. I Maybe reached a little bit, but if I was at the back end of the draft, I think I'd have. Yeah, I'd have made it there, I, but I like no way to get back to me again. Justin Herbert QB three off the board. No surprise. Um, uh, I mean, in Dynasty, I get it. I think in redraft, I think that's a little. Instead of Lamar, you reckon Lamar might have been there? I don't know. I think. I think. You kind of got this tier, right? And I think it's down to whatever you kind of want out of that tier. Um, there's some interesting builds here coming along. Um, so that was a got it pick, which is a timeout. We've got some interesting builds coming here. A few have gone very wide receiver heavy, oh, yeah, me not and very running backs. Yeah, you Kevin, and Kevin. M4. Yeah. Um, there's Lamar has gone off the board here. There's Edward Hilaire. Michael Carter snuck in there at 5-9. Yeah, decent pick there. So Adam Robinson. I think that's a great pick. Team 12 have built a really solid team there. Yeah. <laughs> and then they got Ed Miles Sanders. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Miles Sanders. I think Miles Sanders is is due a, a huge touchdown uh, positive regression. I mean, he didn't score last year uh, with all the workload that he had. I think he's well worth um, he's well worth a a pickup there. It's a tough one at the. I mean, uh, when you look at the sixth round running backs here, I, there's not really. I am looking at the sixth round running, running, running backs. backs. <laughs> there's not. Yeah, there's not many here that you want loads from. Um, I'm now trying to look at who's going to get work, basically. Yeah. Brandon Cooks, Adam Phelan, Elijah Moore, Devonta Smith off the board. Kyler Murray off the board. That's a good pick there. Yeah, it's not a lot of time, is it? The work, what you're doing here. Yeah? I'm going to go right. AJ Dillon. He had a lot of red zone work last year. Jones can get injured. Aaron Ra. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I just not I just don't feel comfortable putting that Prescott there. I might change through the season, but Burrow would be the. I just think Rogers. I think they're going to get a top receiver, and I think he's going to pull in solid numbers there. I'm quite happy to take him in the seventh. Yeah, I know what I'm getting there. I'm getting a solid QB who's going to be top five, top six. I'm quite happy to to pull a punt there. 
We're still seeing Kevin there at three, still with only one running back. Okay, it's Chris. Yeah, it's standard, uh, standard Kevin Tompkins build there. Yeah. Um, Hunter Renfro, seven seven. Even with the addition of Devon Adams to the side. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm by that. No, me see some interesting picks going on here for sure. Darnell Mooney, I think, solid there. I expect uh, Justin Fields to take an arrow up this year. Chase Capel, I think, is someone who can arrow up this year. I think that's decent value. Get him into the seventh. I think that's solid. Gabe Davis, he's going to be a really interesting player to uh, to watch this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, Joe's got two QBs. Look at that. Oh, bold strategy that. Christian Kirk. I have no idea what to do with Christian Kirk this year. Nope. Rashad Penny, so he's re signing, isn't he? But with the Seahawks, yeah. No, he's there for another year. Devin Singletree. Yeah, Someone no, they're really making it to me. Didn't. Who's Devin Singletree? Yeah. <clears throat> I've got my next running back coming out here, though. I'm not sure you'll like it, but. I just realised sure. that we mentioned rookies, but for some reason it only went to vets. That's why no rookies oh. are off the board. Um, that's fine. <laughs> it's done now. Yeah, I was wondering why no one, why I couldn't find rookies, and I was like, oh yeah, I thought I turned it on. Chris Carson, brave move, same round as Rashad Penny. Yeah, I think he'll come back from the neck injury. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be fine. Fair. And I've taken uh, taken DJ Chark. I'm uh, sorry, Russell Gage there. I looked at DJ yeah, Chark and I, like I remembered him. I had Amon Rossi Brown. So I like Russell Gage. <clears> yeah, year. I think I think I know. I've got oh, it was me. Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you got James Robinson. Too busy trying yeah. to host the show. <laughs> I know I've already got uh, I know I've got Godwin, but I just like. I'm okay with James Robinson as my RB four. I can handle that upside. Yeah. That is upside. There's a lot of tight ends off the board already. There is a lot of tight ends. Hmm. There's DJ Shark. Expecting big things from him. I'm a big fan of his anyway. Um, And I like him on that Detroit side. Many people will. Well, the Lazard. So this, okay. these, these are now the team. These are the interesting rounds. Like in terms, of you've got a lot of players who are, could be seen as a bit of a now, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you want to find players here who are going to be giving you some value. I have lost my sleeper app on my iPad. This is going to be a mad panic to get back in. Yeah, you better hope someone takes up some clock here. I've got it on my phone now. Well, there's <laughs> Chenault, around. That's so high for Chanel. I, I can't even see him getting drafted in a lot of leagues. 
Sean Watson could miss yeah. half a year. I think that's a yeah interesting. Tyler Boyd's a good pay up, good pick there. Talking tenth round, I think that's more than solid. Derek Carr. Yeah, I'm looking at QB here. Yeah, I knew you get Brady. I had that in my head. Tenth uh, round. Uh, I wondered if he'd make eleven, seeing as a free before me. I've got a QB, but yeah, I didn't think he upside. would have done. Uh, this is an interesting range here. I'm going to take Jacoby Myers. And I'm probably going to take... I'm going to take a gamble on tour. Okay. It's QB2. My QB2. Have a look. If he ends up becoming... We think with the weapons he's got, he's got to be arrow up. As long as he's gonna, he's going to be bi week filler and maybe a bit extra. But if he ends up rocketing, he's someone I could trade. Yeah, um, my feeling here. And I just I looked at what was available and I thought there's not much else I really want in this in this sort of range. That's kind of really screaming to me as a value. Well, that's why I picked Gronkowski there. He hasn't even signed yet, but if he comes back. Yeah. He's got big weeks in him, right? So, I'll, I'll gamble. Look at the other tight ends. They're all hit or miss. None of them off the upside that Gronk does no. at that spot. Robbie Anson, Duro Henderson, uh, Parker. Parker was the one I was tossing up between Parker and Myers. Yeah. Um, Myers, I think, is a pretty solid PPR option. Uh, Raheem Mostert, I think, is great value, by the way. That late. Um, I think he's someone who could... You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Uh, play a factor in Miami, potentially. Um, Julio Jones, he's not even got a team, is he? he nope. Someone's auto. Someone's on auto. McCall Harmon. Someone still believes that the McCall Harmon breakout is real. <laughs> um, oh, back-to-back QB. Fields Lawrence. Yeah, going the rookies. Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick. It's yeah. going to be an interesting interesting watch this year. I like Tim Patrick. And there's yeah. Samuel Lamane eyes, eyes on for the next pick. Braxton Berrios. Oh, I just don't know. Not with not with them. Um I'm not sure. I think they're going to go either elite wide receiver or they're going to draft a receiver, and I think that pushes him down down some Well, boards. I've got a Jets wide receiver right up after Cam- Curtis Samuel went. I'm looking at Corey Davis if he makes it to me here. 
Um, yeah. Oh, kicker. Kicker off the board in the 12th round. I can never advocate that as a strategy. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Um, Albert O there? You buying into that one? No. I'm going to go somewhere a bit safer and take Hunter Henry. Oh, no. Kevin Tompkins took Albert O there. I'm going to take a punt on Trey Sermon, though. I think Trey Sermon could have a chance of winning that job back. Back up tight end. Well, I think there could be big things coming this year. Naheem Hines could be a value pick there. PPR league. So yeah, now we've got all these sort of sort of rag uh running backs coming off the board here. Marlon Mack though, no, Houston. Yeah, I think they draft I think they draft one. So I think Marlon Mack's gonna be a complimentary back. But if yeah. not, you're looking at him as a as a potential steal here. He's someone I've thought of, but I want people who are gonna compete for jobs and teams that probably aren't gonna draft a, a workhorse. Um it's definitely some really Solidly interesting builds here. Nico Collins, Keyshawn Vaughn, Keyshawn Vaughn. So I guess he's handicapping his own running back there because he's got Fournette. Donovan Peoples Jones, I think, is a good pick there. I think it's he's sort of in your upside range there. Gus Edwards, Mac Jones, Mac Jones to bring you a solid week as a backup. Yep. Kenyon Drake, Matt Ryan. Hopefully he delivers a bit more than last year when I was loaded with Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> he lost Julio, he lost Calvin Ridley. Yes, he Jarvis Landry. No, he hasn't, no. He will do, though. He'll get yeah, he'll end up somewhere. AJ Green, don't think he's got a team either. No. Khalil Herbert. Jameis Winston. He still believe. Hey, Jameis Winston as a quarterback's got his issues. Jameis Winston as a fantasy quarterback can deliver if you need him to. Because the, the penalty for interceptions isn't too harsh, right? We ain't going to get no kickers. or We've got one kicker taken, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. I won't be drafting a kicker. Everybody's flexing kickers. Yeah. Obviously, if you watch this from like a home league perspective, uh, you probably would see a lot more kickers come off the board. But I don't think that's going to be too representative. But there's definitely been, there's a lot for us to chew through uh, when we're recapping this draft because I do think there's a lot of really interesting picks coming. Lost me, isn't it? Oh, there it is. It's back. Uh, well, you got Kendrick Bourne. That's what I picked. To... Come back. Get oh. come back. You got lucky there. Charges D. Whew. Not sure if you're taking the Charges D as the first D, D off the board. Who would you have? The Rams there, maybe? Uh, that's a really good question. I'd probably be looking at... Uh, I think there's a few teams you go. Buccaneers, maybe. Uh, Bills. The ADP on Ds and 
Yeah, I mean the ADP on the on D. Yeah, they're, they're, no one's drafting D's and this sort of part. So Patriots is a decent shout. They're always going to be a sort of a top, a top D yep. uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, and there you go, Steelers D. I think they they've probably been contention of being one of the top D's. Um, to part of the risk of not of taking Logan Thomas there instead of taking a. A D is I'm going to be left with the 12th best DST, which is fine. Because um, I tend to probably stream them anyway. There's still a few reasonable ones there. There is still a few reasonable options here. So I'm, I'm not too... The Rams, yeah, you see what the Colts Rams. there? You've still got the... Uh, Colts are gone. Colts I'm, are prob- just gone. I'm just going to take the Broncos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And we are done. So that's our draft, nice and quick. That's what a 10-second uh, draft will do for you. We got that done in about 20 minutes. Um, the beeping is still in my ear, which is quite annoying. So <laughs> let's let's go through this team by team, right? Yeah, so, top three yours. So we had a bit of it on the way, but yeah, I mean Taylor's the consensus one I want. I think yeah. um, would not shock me if he's the the bona fide. But you have to go on last year's performance and reliability lack of injuries, etc. He's always going to be mm-hmm. up there for me. Aaron Jones. Um, so there's a couple of names in consideration for me here. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Zeke Elliott, uh, and Aaron Jones were the three I was thinking <laughs> at this stage. Um, I just went with, I just think if there's not that many pass catching options, I think Aaron Jones can get a bit more work in that yeah, offense. Just, at um, the time I was hoping he'd come back, but he didn't. So. Which makes me think he, he could be a decent option now. I think he's a pretty safe option. Um, Fournette, I think probably has the highest ceiling, but I think he mm-hmm. is one of these that we've seen. It all depends on how his mental state is. If he's really in the zone and in it, as we've seen, he'll be a, a top seven running back. But if he falls away or gets injured, and that's in the range of outcomes, you, you're kind of looking at I couldn't begrudge either there, but I just, it was a preference call there. AJ Brown, AJ Brown's always capable of being a top five, top six uh, wide receiver. Yep. Loads of ceiling there. Chris Godwin, Chris Godwin, you know, he's coming Could off injury. Could be a PPR machine if he can get healthy. Yeah. Absolutely going to get a lot of targets in there. Damien Harris, I just think, is a touchdown. Um, as an RB3, yeah. uh, loads of touchdowns. Again, you're looking at who's sort of available in that range. Uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, don't really know what's going to happen with uh, with uh, Josh McDaniels there. But I'm not mm-hmm. relying on him to be a, a workhorse. Michael Carter definitely could be. But again, just with the Jets, so with so many picks they've got, I'm just I'm not sure at this stage I want to commit. I don't want Clyde Bertillet. Um, and it kind of just left me there with thinking. And I definitely want. I don't want any part of Eliza Mitchell in in drafts this year. Maybe at sort of that sixth, seventh round price, I probably would. But I think he's going to go really high in drafts. I think he's going to end up being like a third round pick, and I think that's nuts. Um, so I'm quite happy to Harris there as my RB three, and then Amit Rasay Brown. You know, this is the guy down the stretch that was the wide receiver too. Um, I'm willing to to take a a, a leap there in sort of that six seven turn. Aaron Rodgers is probably the pick that I rushed and probably regret. I probably okay. would have waited a bit longer and probably gone with with Brady. Um, I probably would have waited for the next turn uh, in hindsight. But you know, the one thing you get with, with Aaron Rodgers is, is fair consistency. He's not gonna. He's not going to cost you too many weeks. He's not going to give you that high ceiling, but he's, you know, you're looking at a top five QB. So 
it is what it is. Um, I don't want to take Dak Prescott there. Um, I just think there's too much variance in, in Dak Prescott. And then there's Jalen Hurts was another consideration there with the rushing floor. But, you know, with the picks that it, the Eagles have got, I don't know. So I just went with a bit of safety there, but I probably regret that pick. Chris Carson, I think, wins the job over Penny, and I think he's going to – it's just it's all about fitness with him. But he has that ceiling, at least for a few games, to be uh, an RB2. So to get him at an RB4 price, I'm quite happy. Um, okay. Russell Gage, I think, is going to be a PPR monster. I'm quite happy to take him in the ninth round all day, every day from Sunday. If you can give me him in the ninth round, I'm taking him in every single draft. Uh, Jacoby Myers as well, pretty safe player. I mean, he's not going to give you – he's not going to shoot the lights out here, but – we're talking about the end of the 10th. I'm looking at the players around. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Who went after him, and there's no one I would have over him um, who I think is going to do as, as good a job um, in terms of just getting regular points. The problem is he doesn't score touchdowns. Hopefully that they can sort that out this year. Two, I think, is going to be a really interesting quarterback option. He's either going to be great or he's going to be awful. As a QB2, mm-hmm. I'm quite happy to spend that up. Hunter Henry... Is, touchdown machine and that's all i want in my tight ends late tight end give me give me touchdowns i don't care about yardages i don't care about catches um hunter henry got a lot of touchdowns last year i think he's gonna get a lot of touchdowns this year trey sermon you gotta people remember that trey sermon was drafted a lot earlier than eliza mitchell's in drafts and i think there's there's a player in there um if he's given an equal opportunity to try and win that job he could win that job and that's that's the truth um so I'm going to take a flyer on him. Again, at this point, anyone on my roster from here onwards, I'm quite happy to cut um, quite early on if it doesn't work out in camp. Van Jefferson, I think, is is going to be a really interesting player. Again, similar to that sort of Russell Gage, I think there's going to be work there. But again, if it doesn't work, I'm quite happy to cut him. He's bench fodder here. Logan Thomas, the same. Um, and the Broncos D, because the Broncos D is stacked. It's got lots of it's tough division, but that's going to give them lots of opportunities for turnovers and picks. And, yeah. And and scoring opportunities, so that's that's kind of where I'm at with uh, with my team. I, I it's solid. I, I, you know, the problem with being on at, at the 101 is there's such a long gap between that you just end up losing uh, some real value picks. I don't think the 101 is the position you want to be in this year in drafts. I think you want to be. I think you want to be in dynasties. I think you 101, 102, 103 is kind of where you want to be. In Superflex, probably the same. In a standard redraft like this, I think you want to be around about four where you are. I think that's probably the ideal spot. Because, yes, you're going to miss out on Jonathan Taylor, but I think you've got the part of the the draft which opens up, and I think you you can pick up some really good picks there. So let's talk about your team. Yeah, so round one, Derek Henry, Yard Monsters. I kind of hope Christian McCaffrey fell because of the upside of picking him at 1-4, but wasn't to be. Um, didn't like the running backs coming back in two so I had my eye on Aaron Jones hoped he might have swung the corner so decided to get uh, a Debo Samuel in there who's got scores got receptions um, 
think I've reached a bit for Deontay Johnson in a PPR league. I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, I think he's a safe. He's definitely looking at the other ones behind him: Hopkins, Allen, Evans. He's on a par with those. I don't think I'm any worse off any any detriment there for taking him. So I, I'm okay with that. Um, new quarterback in town that can throw the ball for Pittsburgh as well. Um, DJ Moore, quarterback rose me in Carolina, but the best receiver on the side by a mile. Um, and we'll get points and receptions and targets as a result. Um, Michael Pittman, again, I think I've reached a little bit for Michael Pittman, but he's got a clear path. He's got a new quarterback in town. I like the guy. I liked him and drafted him a lot coming out as a rookie anyway onto my dynasty rosters. So um, I'm hopeful for big things from him there. By this stage, I'm then looking at, I need to start filling running backs in. Um, we're getting to the guys that now are part usage, I guess. Um, so AJ Dillon, I, I like, I think, missing out on Jones, who'll pick up a lot of the, the receiving work there. Um, Dillon showing he can do it on the floor. Dylan got a fair bit of red zone target, even when Jones come back from his injury last year. Um, so I'm looking really at the touchdowns there. And Jones did have an injury last year and could be quite susceptible again. So I, I'm okay shooting for that there. Um, Hollywood Brown was in the top 10 of targets last year. So in a PPR league is my wide receiver five in the seventh round. I'll take that if Lamar's coming back. Um, I'm okay there. Melvin Gordon, for me, I still think he'll go back to Denver. And if he does, I think he's feasible as an RB3 on a roster. If he doesn't and he goes elsewhere, I think he only's getting the sign somewhere he's going to get guaranteed work. I don't think his, his own career will want to go elsewhere. James Robinson was an auto due to lack of internet. But again, as RB4 on the side, if he comes back healthy and he does perform, Jack's under new coach. Yeah, I'm okay with that there. Um, Brady, huge upside, 10th round pick. pick. Same with Gronk there, to be honest. He isn't on the side. He hasn't re-signed. But looking at the rest of the tight ends after him, who went just after him? Mike Kosicki, Robert Tonyan, Albert O. Gronk week by week should outscore those if he does come back and he does play and he is the Gronk he has been the last few years. So um, I guess I'm looking for a a game winner there and, and a reception target as opposed to anything else. Corey Davis is my, other than Elijah Moore, is the, my favourite wide receiver on the Jets. So, again, as you said, with yours, you're kind of picking guys that you hope can break out. Now, Cole Komet is a tight end I really like. Um, more in Dynasty, but I'm hoping he can get some red work, red zone work. Well, I, yeah, I talked about him um, in my Fantasy Pros column that should be coming out any day now. Um, as nice a positive, self-plug there, as like a, that. As a positive progression <laughs> candidate. Um very difficult to see him not score last year. I think there's a lot of reasons why he didn't. Mm-hmm. But if he gets, if he keeps sustainable workload, he's going to go up five touchdowns. He goes up five touchdowns, maybe even six touchdowns. Yep. You're looking at, you know, that's an extra thirty points that that shoots him well up in terms of the tight end rankings from last season. So that's yeah. it. And where the tight ends are here, even if Gronk don't sign, I'm okay leading with coming on my on my on my side and and wavering somebody else that. So I was just asked, do you see Josh Jacobs dropping this low in redraft uh, this year? Uh, 5-7. I'd say this is probably the lowest that you might see him, Mm -hmm. but I don't see him going earlier than like the fourth round. 
Um, he might have taken before. He might have taken before. Etienne maybe coming off an injury. He might have taken before Connor. Nah, perhaps, but I'm looking. I'm looking. So Michael Carter, I think, would go before. I'm not seeing anyone else that I'd say is re- Eliza Mitchell would, would go before Jacobs. I think in redraft. I think other than that, he's kind of in terms of who's gone before him that wouldn't. No one. No one really, you know. The, the thing with RB twenty three off the board. Yeah, I, I think that's about where he. I think he's going to be somewhere in that RB twenty to, to twenty three range. I think that's where he is because with Josh McDaniels, Josh McDaniels doesn't produce too many elite um, running back performances in this offense. It just doesn't really happen. You think of all the time he was at the Patriots. You know, he's going to adopt mm-hmm. a lot of that. He's going to put the ball in the air. They got they got Devontae Adams. This ball's going in the air a lot. Um, you look at the weapons and where their strengths are. You've got Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, um, Devontae Adams, and you know people besmirch um, De- Derek Carr, but actually he's a decent QB. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. he's like elite, but he's a decent QB. So you've got a, a, the essence of a really good passing attack there. Um, you've got Kenyon Drake there, a running back position. I just don't see where. Jacobs gets those targets that makes him better than a middling RB two. We just don't okay. see. It. So, I think I think you could make a case that he maybe goes because you and you and Kevin didn't take RBs till yeah. like you took one. Obviously, in the shakeup, I could see him going maybe half around a round earlier if you mm-hmm. guys had sort of played like if we were calling this a traditional draft yeah. and everyone was kind of drafting as they would traditionally. Um, not in terms of analysts or with like a, a, a that kind of strategy, but just from a home league kind of perspective. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're taking him any earlier than the four seven, I think you're reaching. Um, we'll see where ADPs kind of reach out, and I, I'm prepared to swallow it. But I, I'm I think at the five seven, I I I wouldn't say it's amazing value. I think it's a small value, but I don't think it's like outrageous either. Um, I totally get taking him there. I think that's about. What he returns, I probably would have taken Michael Carter first, but yeah, I'd, yeah, I, I don't, I think, yeah, I think he will finish. I think he'd be sort of four, seven, to five, seven range is where he's going to be in drafts this year. So you're going to put him that RB sort of 20 round on the year, yeah, I'll be, I'll be 20 range, I think, is a gut feel oh. right now, but I'm looking, I'm looking at the RBs that have gone ahead of him, and I don't think anyone's egregious here. Okay. Again, Travis Essien with the injury, maybe That's that might said, be the, yeah. that might be the, exactly as you said. That might be the only one. Well, you go, yeah, maybe I can't see anyone else. Unless people really believe uh, Ramadre Stevenson is the second coming and Damien <laughs> Harris isn't going to get any work, that could happen. Um, but then you just replace him with Michael Carter, and there you go. And yeah. he's, and yeah. then he's where he is. So, yeah, I think I think that's about right. Let's look at Paul's team. So Paul obviously really broke the mold here. I didn't know if you think this was a, a dynasty Jefferson draft. Out of yeah, I, I don't think you're going to see that too often. Um, I mean, the te- the build's nice. It's a really nice build because you've got him and you've got Andrews. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. 
Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I, I just I can't unless it's Kelsey I can't and then I, I listen people can tell me all day long that you know Mark Andrews this and Mark Andrews that Mark Andrews is a great player and, and he's going to score points but mm-hmm. I can't see Mark Andrews having the same season as he did last season I just can't I just can't see it um there's no logic in that I'm not sitting here like prophesizing here but I just think the raid the I think what you're going to see here with J.K. Dobbins is going to take work. I think Andrew's going to be busy. I think Andrew's is a top three tight end. I'm not sitting here, but do I think he returns to 211? I just don't. I just can't do it. But then it's, I'm not a tight end guy. So I, I am biased. I'll stick my hands up here. But I like Akers at 3-2. I think that's good value. Um, I probably would have gone Elliot there, but I think Elliot's criminally slept on. But hey, Etienne... You're gambling upside there. Who knows what Etienne is? But as you just said, other than maybe Carter, there's no one else behind him that you'd probably take in place of Etienne. Well, Harris. I'd have Harris over Etienne. Um, But, yeah. You know, I think you got... The problem with Etienne is everyone that drafted him is gone. All right, man. Technically, the GM's there, but he doesn't know anything. But Urban Meyer probably bang the gavel for him and he's not there anymore. So actually you got Doug <clears> Pedersen there. The reason I'm not in on, on Travis Etienne is the way that Doug Pedersen manages running backs and offenses. And we've seen this, you know, in the entire time he has been a head coach in the NFL, his running backs have managed, I think it's four, maybe it's five, 100 yard games. Okay. It's not many. He uses and he's still got the competition in James Robinson. Yeah, exactly that. So I think Robinson and Etienne are going to be used pretty much like I wouldn't say a 50 50 but I think it's going to be pretty close they're going to get a lot of work uh each and I think that's why I really like your Robinson pick because I think Robinson there I would always take the lower of those two running backs and you've got Robinson mm-hmm. four and a half rounds later well talking to Paul's round there I was just looking at the next one because he's Chase Edmonds is his RB three in the sixth yeah which in Miami well I'd take most at 11 five rounds later there I yeah, I mean that that we're in a bit of a guess. Can you tell me they're going to score a lot of difference in points over the year? Probably I not. Think Ed, I think Edmonds's role with his contract says to me that he's going to get a very significant amount of work. The problem with Chase Edmonds is he's not going to score many touchdowns because he just doesn't not. score many touchdowns. So he's cat there, but in PPR he could catch a lot of balls. He could be quite relevant. Um, if you think. The thing is, right, people look at it go sixth round, but also he's going off the board there running back 27-28. I think he improves on that. Okay. Um, but I would have rather had, so for me, I would have gone with Kareem Hunt or mm-hmm. Cordell Patterson. I think they're two players I would have had over over Chase Edmonds. But I think outside of that, it's probably not overly egregious. Um, these got chasing with, with Smith-Schuster, which could be amazing, could be not well worth a gamble. 
I think Michael Gallup's a great pick there. I think he's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, Dak Prescott is a steal at that price at the ninth round. Um, I know I just talked about how I want to take him, but the ninth round, yeah, I mean, other, other than Tom Brady there, I'm pretty happy uh, with that. Will Fuller doesn't have a team. No. Might have been a timeout pick. I'm not sure. Um, Kenneth Gamewell, I just don't think he's a thing. No. Cousins is your QB2, solid as anything. MVS, so you're going. You, he's kind of gambling on Upside who's going to be the wide, who's going to be the wide receiver one in KC. So he's doubled down on it, which is fine. And he's got MVS so low that mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out, and he's got it right in Juju Schuster, he can cut him. Yeah, uh, Williams could be a really good pick there. Uh, both Williams is good, and he's gambled on on Ingram being uh, a target monster in, in Jacksonville. It's an interesting team. I, yeah, I, I, the problem is he's got such an elite wide receiver up top and then Cooper, who we didn't even mention. Yes. That running back room is is very injury-prone. You've got Akers. Yes, he's fit, but he had <laughs> most of the last season off. You had Etienne, who missed the entire season in a cloudy situation. Edmonds is in a really crowded backfield. Well. Yep. Gamewell wasn't – I mean, he had a few games, but he, he wasn't really a big yep. thing. And then you've got your handcuff backs. Yep. I think that's where that team struggles. If – if Akers and Etienne come out firing, that's a great team. If it doesn't, that's where the hole in the boat is. He's, um, so he's not one of you things who has to work that waiver wire during the year to, to try yeah, and pick I, up I those, think, you know, those popping running to, backs each week. But again, in, we talk about this with Kevin's team. What you're doing mm. here is, is basically saying, well, running back is going to get so heavily injured yeah. that as long as you've got guys that are going to fill holes, you'll be okay. That's yeah. what Kevin's done. He's, he's gambled with the Ankarabi up top with McCaffrey. And then he's yeah. went and just got a load of talent in Lamb, Higgins, Metcalf, and Sutton. All four of those are going to perform heavily. So that's your flex spots. That's your wide receiver spots. Um, Hawkinson, everyone kind of expected it to be a big season for him last season. It wasn't. I don't think much has changed. Um, I think Burroughs have reached there. I, I do think Burroughs have reached. It's, I get it that everyone's sort of high on this performance from the playoffs and the Super Bowl. That was more right. NFL play than fantasy play, right? Yeah, I think And we get carried it. away with that a little bit. And I think I think there's a little element here. There's no rushing. The difference is, right, so you got Brady, you got Rodgers, who don't really rush for anything, but they put such elite numbers up on the board. The one thing is Burrow could break out even further, and he could throw for 5,000 yards. But I think he's mm-hmm. going to need to throw for close to 5,000 yards to kind of justify that sort of pick. And you could say there that Rogers is going to do that. You could say there that Brady's going to do that. You could say there that Prescott probably is going to do that. I'm not so sure, even with that passing heavy offense, that Burrow is quite at that level. But he might be, and that and that's what you're kind of hoping. If he does, it's a great pick. But he needs to throw for like 48, 4,900 yards to warrant that selection. Um, so then he's gambling here on on these uh, RBs getting in better situations. So Pollard, Matterson, most uh, James White as a PPR. Um, he's got Kadarius Tony for a pure upside. Um, uh, you know, Albert O, the I same. Think my Kadarius Tony there, ninth round. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I, I, I looked at him. I, my issue with Kadarius Tony is he's going to be one of these players that's going to have He's a best ball player for me. He's yeah. someone I would love to own in best ball. I think he's going to have incredible weeks and he's going to bust a lot. Now, yeah. he is Kevin's wide receiver five. 
So it doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. I think he's someone who is going to have the most amazing weeks and then he's going to have weeks where he's, he's going to do nothing. Because uh, that's the kind of player he is. He's a bit of a gadget player. So I like I like the makeup of that team, considering what he's still done with the zero RB strategy or the one RB anchor strategy. But um, you're relying, again, the hole in the boat is, is, is if everyone stays healthy, does that team win a championship? And that's not going to happen, which is what Kevin's gambling on. But yep. assume that everyone stayed healthy. That team will be up there, but probably the running backs is where it lets it down. Um, I really like Luke's team. Mm-hmm. He's gone very RB heavy early. Kamara, yeah. Elliot, uh, all three are going to be big. Um, <laughs> you've got Judy. Judy's going to be potentially a solid weapon. You've got Herbert. Um, Herbert is obviously going to be right up there, top five QB. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, interesting. If something happens with Debo Samuel when he gets traded or he goes, that could be a wonderful pick there in that sixth round. Um, mm-hmm. Dawson Knox. I'm not so sure on Dawson Knox this year, especially as OJ Howard's there. Um, yeah. It could be a bit of a position there, but you backed it up with Schultz, so fair enough. OBJ, you could almost draft him to the other way around there, couldn't you? Yeah, to be honest, you could. And you got <laughs> both, so it doesn't really matter. OBJ, yeah. I don't know where OBJ goes now, because I don't think he goes back to the Rams. So he was like, he's going to go back I to the Rams. I don't know if they put Robinson. No, no where, where is he going to go with and the Rams? Can he even play till October, November time, perhaps? Yeah, so. I think it's probably... Unless he's wide receiver free. Could have been a timeout. And that's uh, that's where Luke's hole in the boat is, is you've got Judy who's going to be maybe a wide receiver too. He could be low end in competition wide receiver one if he's Russell Wilson's top target. Mm-hmm. Brandon Ayuk, if Debo Samuel is there, Brandon Ayuk is what, at best, maybe a wide receiver three? Because they're not yeah. a, a heavy passing offense. OBJ doesn't have a team. Devontae Parker on a low volume jet um Patriots team might be an RB three uh, wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. Now he's gonna have to work that way for a while. Uh, hard there. Um I think JB's team's pretty balanced. He's probably a bit weak at backup running back support. His bye weeks are probably gonna struggle at the running back position. But if he gets one week, one week two off the waiver wire, then he's fine. He's got Eckler Gibson. I mean, you know, people can sit there and say, well, Gibson, he's, he's a all these times breaker. Yeah. He's a PPR back. He's going to be a mid yeah. RB2. Yeah. Maybe it's a bit of a reach there, but you look at who comes off the board. Could have waited and got Dobbins, maybe. But, you know, he's got Hopkins there around three. Would you maybe it's a Kamara in that slot instead of Gibson? Yeah, I probably would have taken Kamara. Well, yeah, I would have had Kamara, Jones, and Elliot. I would have taken over Gibson. Okay. And, maybe, and maybe Dobbins. Depends how Dobbins is with the injury. Yeah. Um I think it's a little reach for for Gibson, but I think Gibson's fine. Like he's gonna be a solid player, he's durable, he's gonna play a lot of games, so I don't yeah. think there's any real issue, but he just doesn't have that big finish in him. Uh Hopkins could be a, a top top seven wide receiver if he's yeah, if he's healthy. fit. Yeah. Darren Waller, you're kind of hoping he gets back to where he was and Josh Josh McDaniels and tight ends. I get it. I think it's a good price at the fourth round. I wouldn't do it because it's not the way I would build a team, but I get it. Mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin depends on the wide receiver situation there, um, a quarterback situation there, who they get. I mean, they've got Wentz, but is Wentz really the guy who's going to unlock Terry McLaurin? Could do. Not for me. I don't know. He yeah. did well with Pittman. I don't know. Uh, Kyler, I love that. Sixth round. Yeah, you're doing that all day long. Tyler Lockett. 
this is the part where you've got great names, and I'm just I'm a bit unexcited about these names. I mean, Robert Wood sounds great, but is he going to have a big role in Tennessee? Considering they really as well. one one running back, one wide receiver. Do they really support more fantasy? Yep. Could do. I'm not sure. Tyler Lockett. Is he? I mean, if he's not on the Seahawks, he, he'd go arrow up. Marjorie Stevenson could get a bit more of a role uh, off uh, Damien Harris, but I'm not so sure. Tyler Boyd, I think, is a sensational pick there. I think he's great value. I just can't buy into Mike Gizicki. It just every year we hear about Mike Mike Gizicki this, Mike Gizicki that. He just never does anything consistently. So it's his second tight end behind Water, though, right? So yeah, it so doesn't Hill. matter as much. Tannehill, I think, is a solid. Uh, Mm-hmm. quarterback backup option. Yeah. He minds, as you say, scat back. I reckon he can have a significant role in that offense. Yeah. And then AJ Green, he's not got a team if he gets one, maybe. And Juku is a third tight end. Could be better than Gazicki, really, to be honest. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, the Titans D. So I think it's an interesting team. Uh, I think uh, if I had to sort of say positives are starting, the starting team on that is is really strong. Your, yeah, that starting roster is really strong, but the bench is going to need some work. Um, yeah, mate. Well, the starting team is that first eight rounds right there. He hasn't got no backup players in that. Um, exactly that. Then you've got uh, our boys from France here, uh, the, the French ballers. They picked so the Cooper Cup, Javante Williams, Josh Allen. I think Wall is a bit of a reach there, but fine. Uh, yeah, Josh Jacobs, I think at that price is fine. Um, yeah. Love Cooks, Renfro, Cooks, yeah. interesting to see what happens. Singletree, I think, could be better than... If if the Bills don't get a running back, mm-hmm. they don't draft a running back, Singletree is going to be better than Jacobs this year. Yeah, I agree. I was looking at Singletree so, coming back. The worry is they might draft one. So if they don't, or they don't draft a significant one, I think it's huge. I think having Singletree there... Is massive. Um, mm-hmm. Free move is your tight end. I think that's early. I think you know you could have probably waited on free move. I don't think he goes. You know you've got Watson. If I'm see the thing is that this is where I disagree with the strategy a little bit. So you're, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say if you got Josh Allen in the third, you put your QB two at the fifteenth, <laughs> or don't draft one. Yep. If you're he's playing one week, he's playing one yeah. game, right? Exactly yep. that. You're drafting an anchor QB to play the whole yep. season that yep. high in the board. If you want to take him in the six, if you want to take a QB in the 16th round, then fair enough. Like whatever, I'm not going to. But when is Josh Allen's bye week? It's what week? I haven't yeah, announced yeah. it yet. We don't yeah, know. Yeah. But what happens <laughs> if Josh Allen's bye week is week it's 12? Yeah. Are you going to carry Deshaun Watson and waste the roster spot for 11 weeks? Hmm. Well, what if his bye week is week eight and Watson ain't playing in the first half? Of the well, year? there you go. <laughs> you may I, never see that field. I I scratch my head at that one slightly, but uh, Henderson, Michelle, McKissick, Landry. I mean, Landry doesn't have a team, but he will do. I think it's a solid pick in the yeah. 14th round. Uh, Buccaneers, Zerline. I don't think Zerline. Oh, he's on the Jets now, isn't he? I forgot about that. He is. Yes. So I like the team. I don't, yeah, I don't get the thinking on the Watson pick. I think that's an absolute for what you can get in that range. So, for example, Tyler Boyd goes to the pick after uh, Jacoby Myers, even Robbie Anderson if they get a decent um, 
a decent QB. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would have gone. I'd have gone either wide receiver now, or I would have gone and have a running back. Running backs you could have had there. Most up. Uh, yeah, you, I mean, most... Uh, Madison's always going to be good for a few games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might have a gamble on them, I suppose. But there you go. Um, you've got Adam's team now. This is really solid. Uh, Harris, Gibbs, uh, Dobbins, Connor. I think Connor's going to get some touchdown regression here, but I still think he's solid. Got a, I think that was an auto-pick, but it's not terrible. Nope. Thielen, Williams, Wilson, Chark. I mean, those first Thielen and Williams nine... become a bit touchdown-dependent, right? Uh, yeah, but they're in offenses that are going to get them. Yep. So, I what you they're upside players here at this point. Yep. I mean, that you could argue the toss that you should have taken Cooks over Phelan, and you could have argued that you could have got Darnell Mooney instead of Williams. But I, I like both. I think that those sort of caliber players are, are never going to mm-hmm. see you wrong unless they get injured. So, you look at that. You your first three wide receivers are Diggs, Thielen, and Williams, and your first three running backs are Harris, Dobbins, Connor. You have Russell Wilson, the QB. Fair enough. You have got a at um, tight end. At tight end, you got DJ Chark as your wide receiver. I think is solid. Yeah, I think those first nine picks are great. I think you yeah. take the first nine picks there, probably as solid the first nine rounds you can have. I don't agree with Chanel. I think Chanel is not anything at all. <laughs> we um, keep hoping year on year. Everyone keeps hoping. Yeah, but I mean they've just signed a load of wide receivers. Where where is the role for Lavisca Chanel now? I don't think yeah. there is one. No. You know, you've got you've got Marvin Jones there, you've got Christian Kurt there, you've got Zay Jones there. They've all been signed, either by this coaching staff or been signed since LaVisca Chenault has been drafted. Yeah. LaVisca Chenault's only third NFL coach. It's not his fault, but I just don't see him being a thing in fantasy football. He might make a few catches this year, but Robbie Anson, you can uh, Foreman, could be interesting to see what happens there. Marlon Mack, he could end up being the lead back there, which would be yeah. phenomenal. It would be Matt fun. Ryan is your QB two. Yeah, Bills D. I mean, that's a great team. I other than the Chenault pick, the Chenault pick's the only one I could really run Adam over the coals with and just say, "Well, I think you've you've binned it." But it's a tenth round pick, so uh, fair enough. Um, Tyreek Hill was an auto pick here for this yeah. team, uh, so I. I think he's not a first-round pick. Um, Barkley, I mean, you're kind of gambling there whether or not he's going to be great. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen and Michael Thomas, I think, I mean, it might be a bit early for Thomas, but don't forget, Michael Thomas, a couple of years ago, was the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. He was coming out he's got James Winston now. Yeah. yeah, I was looking at Thomas coming back to me at the end of the fourth. Yeah, I, I don't mind taking Thomas in the fourth. He could be, he could be the guy he, he be was... A, He's in that he's in that Cooper Cup range from last yeah. year, right? Yeah. He could be if your he something hits, special. He's gonna if win he hits, weeks. Yeah. I completely agree. So I, I don't mind that. Uh Michael Carter, I think, is a great pick there in the fifth round. Uh Elijah mm-hmm. Moore. You can't go wrong. I don't I think it could be interesting because mm. I think if they get yeah, if they get a wide receiver one, that could hurt more a bit. But then when you're backing up with the DJ Moore and your five receivers are Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas, Elijah Moore, and Darnell Mooney. I mean there's not a better five wide receiver set in this draft no. for me. Um, uh, I'd argue mine, but we're not going to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yours is close. So I think, I think, yeah, but it's up there. That's my point. Yeah. And then yeah, you've got yeah, Barkley. Yeah. If Barkley's fit, great. Yeah. The running back room here is tough because it's all reliant on Barkley playing 17 games or 16 games or 15 games. 
Yeah. If he does not, that team is going to fall apart because you've got Rashad Penny, who's injury prone. Kenyon Drake is going to have some role, but probably not fancy role. Yeah. QB is solid. You've got the upside QB, uh, Lance, and you've got a very solid QB. Would you feel about him taking on back-to-back rounds like that there? Uh, I spoke about one having Allen early and then reaching again in the second of the mid-rounds. What about having them back-to-back? Would you have done that? I think the fact that it's Trey Lance. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Okay. And I think your exp- Trey Lance is the sort of QB here where he could hit the moon. Mm-hmm. He could be like what Patrick Mahomes was in his first season in fantasy terms, not in real terms. So I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate it. I I wouldn't do it, but I understand it because I wouldn't do it with most other QBs. But I think with Trey Lance, he is the sort of person who could go to the moon. Like he okay. really could, he could be a top, he could be a top top five fantasy QB, and he okay. could outperform Stafford. So I kind of don't mind that. Um, so yeah, I I get it. And and again, you're talking double digit rounds now. Um, I'm not big big on Robert Tonyan this year, but then I love mm. the fact you got Irv Smith because I think Irv Smith is massively underrated. It depends so, how either of them come back off their injuries, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Berrios, I don't think Berrios is a thing this year. I think they're going to get a, a serious alpha in. They're trying to trade for one, if you'll believe NFL rumor mills. Um, Even if they so don't, yeah. he's a wide receiver free, surely behind Davis and Moore. Yeah, and he could have he could have a role. I mean, listen, he's their wide receiver six on that team, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, I can't really kick someone for taking Berrios as a wide receiver six. No. Um, but that's a, I mean, it's a great team, but it's all dependent on the injuries, uh, the injury health of Barkley. If Barkley goes down, that team is is finished. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then you got JP Swift Chubb. I mean, th- this is just hitting. This is what this draft is like a, a hitting doubles pretty much every. I like round JP's round. draft as it went on. I, I like really it. love it. I, every mm. every round, there's probably one pick in here, maybe two that I'm not huge fans on, but they're quite late. Swift. I mean, I'd probably go Mixon over Swift, but I get it. I don't. I'm not going to rake yeah. anyone over that. Chubb, I think, solid there. Mike Evans is a great pick at three ten. I think he's huge value. Uh, Kyle Pitts, I wouldn't do it, but I get it. I think he's got massive opportunities. Yeah. He's a huge. Lamar. He's the only target there. He's the only showing town in Atlanta. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, fifth round, love it. Devonta Smith, yeah. sixth round, love it. K- uh, Kareem Hunt is a steal. Handcuff Chubb as well. If even of them go yeah. down, he's laughing. Love it. Yeah. Kirk, why not? He's been paid all that money. He's probably going to have a huge role. You're paying eight yep. round for him. Why not? Love it. 
Galladay, I mean, you're getting him in the ninth round, so I can't really kill him. He's not someone I would want on a roster, but I, I can't. You know, it's not bad. Ertz in the tenth, love it. Julio, I think he's washed, but eleventh round, can't really kill you for it. Yeah. Samuel, again, you're kind of buying in on like is that, he going to be a yeah. thing? Yeah, can't go wrong in the twelfth round. Not Gaskin, I don't mind. That will pick. pick there. To be fair, was that? That will pick that Gaskin pick. Yeah, could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mac Jones. I, yeah, I think that's it's a doubles draft all the way through. I wouldn't say there's like one pick that's like an absolute smash home run, but mm-hmm. there's very little to criticize in that draft. I think it's it's as solid as you're going to get uh, yeah. all the way through. That's a playoff team like that for me. If you, that team, if I had to pick a playoff team of all of them, that that would probably be it. The one I'd take. Yeah, that definitely makes the playoffs. There's no real question mark over any part. They've all it's just solid. Is it good enough to win yeah. the league? I don't know. But it's definitely mm-hmm. good enough to make the playoffs. Um, Joe Pepe's team, Mixon, Chase. I just think Chase gets touchdown regression. I couldn't justify taking him over over Diggs. I couldn't do it. Okay. I just – you look at – there's no way that Chase is going to get that many touchdowns next season off the workload that he did. It's just not, not going to happen. He overperformed by like seven touchdowns. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I'm not gambling on that. George Kittle is George Kittle, right? Everyone takes him every year, and for the few games he plays, he's absolutely brilliant, but he's health dependent. <laughs> Mahomes in the fourth, I get it. I wouldn't do it. Uh, Clio Soler in the fifth, late fifth. Uh, I mean, you're gambling there with, with Edward Soler and Mitchell. Mitchell in the sixth, I mean, that's a steal. I wouldn't... I've said what I've said about Mitchell, but in the sixth round, I'm, he's worth a punter. Yeah, yeah. I think Claypool's great as a wide receiver too. I do think he improves massively this year. And I think he's got some positive touchdown regression. Yep. Again, you got another example here. If you've taken Patrick Mahomes and now what you're going to do is you're going to anchor him in the seventh or eighth round with Jalen Hurts. It's no sense to me. No. When are you ever playing Jalen Hurts? Oh, except for the bye week. It's not going to happen. No. Um, and again, you look what he's given up. So what has he given up there? Um, Kirk, who could be a volume monster, uh, he's given up. Singletary could be a sound backer if he's got Edward Zalera and Mitchell. Though, I mean, yeah. he's a wide receiver at that range, right? So, Michael Gallup. So he's given up Michael Gallup. See, I'd take Michael Gallup. Russell Gage, DJ Chark, Kadarius yeah. Tony, Kenny Golladay. I mean, that's what he's given up to mm-hmm. to take. Jalen Hurts? Yeah, not for me. Um, not that Jalen Hurts is worth that pick, just not when you've taken Patrick Mahomes. Um, Bateman, Ronald Jones is a handcuff. He's now hedging, which is fine. I'm not a huge fan of hedging your own hand, your own running backs, but problem with that is the nice knows you'll be the lead back. That could work out that Jones becomes a favoured back there rather than be a handcuff as such. So I don't mind it when it's in that sort of situation where it's unknown. It's It's not like taking a a Madison to a cook. It is an unknown backfield there right now. Yeah. Um, Hardman, Patrick. I mean, I love the Tim Patrick pick. I think he massively outperforms ADP there. Nico Collins, I think he's going to take a huge step forward. I like Nico Collins. Gus Edwards, uh, yeah, all day long in the 14th round. Could be a huge hit. I know he's come off injury. But yeah, I love that. And then what he's got there. He's a solid team. I just think, yeah, the Jalen Hurts pick kind of, the wide receivers there are a little weak. Um, And I think you could have got yourself a really solid wide receiver there to, you could have got yourself a wide receiver two slash wide receiver three there. I think that team kind of needs it. And last one, Adams. 
Adams, Kelsey, Love Kelsey, two one, Fournette, Montgomery. You know, four, first four picks are even the fifth doubles. Adam Robinson, I didn't mind. Yeah, Adam Robinson. In fact, all these picks here are all doubles. Um, Miles Sanders, I think, due massive touchdown, positive touchdown regression. Cordell Patterson at seven twelve. He's no way going to go that low ever yeah. again. He, I think his ADP is going to move him up boards. He's going to be in the third, fourth round, easy. Um, so to get him in the seven twelve, I think is a huge steal. Gabe Davis, great pick. Rondell Moore. I mean, I like Rondell Moore. We'll wait to see if he breaks out. Could be mm-hmm. a great pick. Uh, worth a chance. By the way, the nine ten turn can't kill it. Lazard could be the main guy. Might not be, but. I'm saying it's all bizarre, but everyone there, Green Bay's Randall Cobb wasn't drafted in this. Yeah, there's, I don't think it's a huge surprise. Um, because Lazard's the only he, Packers receiver off the board. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a huge shock. I think you know the, the I think the Packers will end up with 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 a player they draft, and they might trade for one or sign one in free agency. You know, Odell mm-hmm. Beckham's still out there. Odell Beckham might end up on on the Packers. There's not more Landry. Out, right? All they can Landry. Together. They can come back together. Yeah, something like that can happen there. They can play. <laughs> yeah, they can be the one-two punch all over again. They can leave the, the Browns, split time. up, and come back together. Yeah, the third time. Um, <laughs> the Fields Lawrence combo, I think, is really interesting. I mean, listen, they've gone late, late QB. Um, I don't think there's a QB one in there, so I think that that's where this team kind of falls down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Keyshawn Vaughn is your handcuff to Fournette. I don't love it. I get it, but I don't love it. It was not something I would do. I think you cap your upside. Um, mm-hmm. It's not an ambiguous situation there at all, uh, as you were sort of saying. People's Jones, though, I love. I think that's that's probably if I look at steals. Wide receiver two on the roster, isn't he, in the Browns? Yeah, I, I think that's probably yeah. up there, one of the steals of the draft. Fair. So yeah, yeah. I loved it. I think I've learned a lot from this draft. Actually, I think it's really interesting to see what people have done, and it's interesting to see. The picks that have come through, I'm, I'm really, yeah, intrigued by it. I think uh, this is a well worth doing exercise. So yeah, I love it. What it's do you good. think? I enjoyed it. It's one of my first redrafts. It's not best ball. It's not dynasty that I've done. As I say, it's incredibly early for the, the redraft season to be looking at these things. So um, I'm actually, I'm going to miss one or two on my roster. But actually, looking at my roster, I'm o- I'm okay with that. I think I've got. A, a shot of the playoffs with what I've built there in a PPR league. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. There's a few players that have surprised me where they went. Um, who were they? So who, who shocked you here? I mean, like the Tyreek Hill one, let's excuse that because that, that's a timeout. Yeah, yeah. Who has okay. shocked you here? Who is... Jerry who is Dooley. Okay. The first one that comes to mind. Um, four, eight, when... Because Judy and... Uh, where are we looking? PPR. Wide receiver 84 last year off 10 games. Year before, wide receiver 47. Has he delivered something to be worth 4.8? Well, Has he delivered more than DJ Moore? He's, he's, he's had, he's had the worst QB situation. I get that. I get that. In the, in the NFL. Jerry that. Judy for me is one but you're still betting a hunch at 4.8, right? DJ Moore's got a horrible QB situation. I'd take DJ Moore over Jerry Judy. Every month of the year. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I take Chris Godwin over them both, and I'm really yeah. glad that Chris Godwin fell to me at the 412. But having said that, I, if if you gave me the choice between DJ Moore and Jerry Judy, I'd go Jerry Judy because I think Jerry Judy has the upside. upside. I get that. I do get that. But, but I think that's four what, eight. That's what as your wide that's, receiver one. Yeah, I think that's what. You, I mean, 
yeah, it's a tough one because it's your wide receiver one. I mean, mm-hmm. to be honest, the team probably needed to anchor another running back. And if you if you know what you do now, retrospectively, right? This is this is where retrospectively hurts you. He could have, in theory, gone skipped over Herbert, taken one of uh, let's see, McLaurin Robinson. One of those two, right? You could have taken yeah. McLaurin or Robinson, yeah. right? And then taken uh, one. Herbert would have been the other way back. Well, no, he wouldn't. He would have gone one pick before, but he could mm-hmm. have got Barrow, Rogers, Prescott, Hertz, Wilson. He could have got one of them. So he could have gone slightly back down, but he would have yeah. gone a bit safer in his in his <clears throat> wide receiver room. Um, yeah, I mean, this draft is now... Well, this, this draft is now purely anchored on his draft. If Jerry Judy is a wide receiver one slash uh, high-end two, then the, this team right. goes. This team goes. If it doesn't and he falls to wide receiver three, wide receiver four range, then this team's a bust because there isn't... Shall I tell you what this, wide this shows to me? This time last year... Ayuk was being taken maybe fifth or sixth round, and Debo coming off injury was being taken 11th, 12th round, right? Yeah. And we're in a similar situation. Cortland Sutton, after Judy, I would take Sutton all day long. I think he's a better back. much better after receiver. Judy. I mean, it wasn't actually. That surprised me. I, I, it's very I thought he close between them. A bit further, but I would take Sutton over Judy as a wide receiver one on the Broncos. My philosophy on the Broncos wide receivers is uh, is is similar in the sense of I would take the second one. Mm-hmm. I would take the second one. I would I would take the the player who is the lower ADP. Yeah, because I don't think there's going to be a huge amount to choose between them. If I'm honest with you, I don't know that for sure. We need to find out training camps and things like that. Yeah. But my initial sense is I think because they're all new, everyone's like it's a new situation. You got a new QB there. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be interesting to see who actually becomes the favourite target. Because we, know I guess, Russell similar Wilson, to the Rams last year, right? Because we had Cup and Woods being taken a similar stage, and Stafford and Cup excelled. I know Woods went down with injury. What was slightly different with that was that Cooper Cup is is very much like he's a one dimensional slot receiver who is just phenomenal at what he does. Mm-hmm. He's going to garner that high amount of targets. Don't forget, Woods was injured last year. He actually was yeah. thriving in roles. He was performing reasonably well. Um, with Stafford, it would have been interesting to see where he would have finished up had he played the whole season. I think the the difference here is that I think Judy and and, and Sutton play not similar roles, but in the sense of they're both outside perimeter players. Mm-hmm. Sutton maybe plays a little bit more underneath. Judy's one of the best route runners I've seen in college. I think he's an absolutely terrific wide receiver. He's like a Rolls Royce for me. I don't doubt um, that, but he hasn't brought it to the NFL for me yet. No, but he's had Drew Locke and, and Teddy Bridgewater throwing balls <laughs> that are like nowhere near him. So, like at the end of the day, you're only as good as what whoever throws you the ball. So, this I think one thing we'll say: this is Jerry Judy's make or break year. If Jerry Judy <laughs> wants to be an elite wide receiver, he mm-hmm. needs to really kick on. I but I think these two are going to be similar to the Lockett and Metcalf debate. Yeah. But the difference was last season with Lockett and Metcalf was that Lockett was going in the sixth round, nearly seventh round, and Metcalf was going in the second. second. And I was always saying, do you know what? Give me, give me, give me Lockett. Give me Lockett. They're they're pretty much the same. For the four round difference, you're getting a much better return. I don't know where the, where the ADP is going to shake these two, but I would just, I would just buy the lower one. 
just because I think you're going to get better value. Fair. And I guess that's almost similar with Higgins over Chase right now, if you're expecting Chase to regress slightly on that. Well, I think I think Chase only regresses on touchdowns. I think he massively okay. overperformed. And I think, uh, yeah, I mean, where's... Higgins is free-free. He's around Yeah, so, so, no, I mean, that's not enough for me. Um, okay. But, yeah, I, I don't think I can see the thing is I don't think I could take Chase that high. I just think hmm. not over Diggs, not over Samuel, not over... Lamb was high. I mean, I was surprised on that one. Um, I love your Deontay Johnson pick. I, I hope he doesn't go that high, but I do <laughs> love it. Um, it I'm very high on Deontay Johnson. I have a Deontay Johnson signed jersey that we're giving away at some point in the season in my room. Nice, um, nice. I'm a big Deontay Johnson fan. I said this last season that he was going in the fifth or sixth round, and I, I auto-picked him everywhere. I was like, thanks very much. I'll take him in the fifth or sixth round in every <laughs> single draft. Um, yeah. I think the what okay. I think the big shakers I think is I think Cooper will go a little bit higher because there'll be some buzz on him. I think Cooks. I'm surprised Cooks went six six. He's normally an eighth round player, pretty much in every year he ever mm-hmm. gets drafted. So I think people are starting to cut on to that effect now, though. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> annoying because I've enjoyed picking him a lot over the yeah. last few years. No, it's it's this was really good. The I guess yeah, I didn't really know what to expect, but I've enjoyed it. I think it's been phenomenal. It has been good. It has been good. Thank you for the opportunity on that one. Well, thank you for hosting and running it. It was good. Um, Fun draft. Um, Next week, we have a phenomenal guest. I genuinely cannot wait for next week's guest. Um, Someone who I just think is truly inspirational in this this space. And uh, I I, I advise you all to bring a notebook and pen because it's going to be... going to be very very informative hour with uh with our guest next week super anything else you want to add then Murph, before we wrap this um well, what's going on with the uh uk ffc tickets still on sale tickets are still on sale we are very limited now we're up to kind of 80 percent sold on tickets um last guest announced was tom stracken best yeah. ball tom for those of you that know him uh, that completes one of our panels. Uh, so the first complete panel we have is, oh, you got me now, Liam, Jack Humphrey, and Best Ball Tom. And that's going to be having a look at how DFS strategy is making its way into to redraft, basically, uh, and nice. Best Ball strategy there. So <laughs> there's some experts in the field that I'm sure will be able to help. So, yeah, check out at underscore UK FFC. Very limited tickets remaining. Uh, make sure you get yours before they do go. Perfect. It's going to be great. Uh, looking forward to seeing as many people there uh, as possible. We have a stand there, so that's exciting. You do. Um, looking forward to that. Um, i trying to think if there's any other announcements. don't think so. I think we're just going to no. plow on through, uh, through the month of April. It's Easter, so I wish everyone a very, very happy Easter do overindulge on chocolate and uh, whatever it is that you eat this time of year. Lamb. What else? It's my birthday tomorrow. Oh, you get that quiet. Just to poke that in there. Yeah, I won't give it, but it is. I'm getting old now. You don't oh, mention mate. your birthdays when you get old. 22. God. Yeah, right. And this hairline, no chance, mate. <laughs> oh, mate. Many happy returns. Mate, it's, Cheers, that's awesome. Man. What are you doing for yeah. it? Working. <laughs> I'm not big on. Birthdays, we're working. 
got a family wedding at the weekend, so I'll see all the family then. So, yeah, I'll have a, a takeaway or something in the evening, I'm sure. Well, I hope you get spoiled by the wife and kids, and sure. uh, you better. Uh, I want to see uh, lots of updates. Well, there's quite a few people whose birthdays are at the moment. So, uh, Stocks' birthdays end. Uh, it's a week today, actually. I thought it was okay. this week. Um, so yeah, a few few people got April birthdays. Lots of people. Uh, best month. All the best people are born in April. Yeah, Phil Bushby's birthday. Lots of people. So Simo um, be a Phil. Yeah. Yeah, Simo. Simo turned fifty. Birthday Simo. Um, God, Jenny, stacking them all up. So, mate, happy birthday for tomorrow. Have Thank an you, amazing day. Um, yeah, let's let's get out of here awesome. and go enjoy the evening. Great. Cheers, Matt. Thanks, everyone. And as always, don't forget, keep rushing. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.